Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth, and today we have a big surprise on this show. Big, big news. Andrew Anson. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, look, uh, not not bad, uh, Charles. For the, yeah, I like how you drop the H from my name. Make it sound nice and casual yeah. here, Andrew Anson. Andrew Anson. Hey, hey yeah. Dom, how are you going? How the hell are you, Dom Light? I am, as always, in awe of your silky-tongued hosting skills, Charles. Thank you. Anyway, we do have big, big news, really big news. The ratings for the podcast have come out. It's a, it's a monthly ranker. And we have debuted in the podcast rankings at number 68. What do you think, guys? Oh, look, this has exceeded all my all my highest expectations, Charles. I've, I've always, you know, my, my parents always taught me to strive to be <laughs> number 68. There's there's no point in, uh, you know, in, in settling for, for second best when you could be 68th instead. Does it only go down to 68? Like, are there only 68 podcasts in Australia? <laughs> there, there are, it only goes down to 58, unfortunately. It's actually not quite true. We're actually in quite good company because number 67 is called uh, the podcast mm. called the SCA Queensland News, which you know that's pretty auspicious oh, well, company to be in. That, that's a, that's a damn popular. I mean that uh, yeah. I think don't the Kardashians host that? That's a yeah, huge, huge hit. And then and then the number sixty ninth podcast, which I must admit I, I wish we were number sixty nine, um, but it's a podcast oh, called Complete Drivel. Um, so, so maybe actually we <laughs> are sixty ninth. What's the difference with our podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Are you, so are you telling me? Are you telling me, Charles, that we are less popular mm. than news about Queensland? Yes, yes. Mm. We may as well give up the coast. <laughs> We're done. We're finished. It's over. Anyway, uh, lo- looking through it, I think we have to convert our podcast to become a true crime podcast because basically the first 20 slots are all just true crime. So, I mean, I've been arrested in the service of the chaser. Surely that counts for something. Ooh, Should we do a, a true crime podcast on ourselves? Well, my oh, mum reckons this podcast is a true crime. So <laughs> <laughs> against humanity, she calls it. But um, <laughs> coming up, we've got I Celebrity and Dom's going to run us through the British version of the Melbourne Cup. Uh, but first of all, let's head over to Rebecca Dayanamino in the Chaser Newsroom. South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall has revealed that the South Australian border has been open for months, but no one has noticed or bothered to visit. The South Australian Premier announced months ago that his state was open for business, but this news was flagged as false or misleading by Facebook. The Australian Labor Party is not crooked or corrupt, according to an internal investigation conducted by senior elders Graham Richardson and Eddie Obeid. The investigation said that allegations made against Adam Somurek were all just a silly misunderstanding and that all the witnesses had mysteriously gone missing anyway. That's the Chaser Report headlines, news you can't trust. 
Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, uh, isn't it great that we're number 68 in the rankings? Yeah, yeah, that's great for you. I mean, do you like the show? Me? Oh, no, I don't listen. Not really my taste. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. The Jason Report, number 68. When you want your news, turn to the 68th most trusted news source. The Chaser Report. Now, Charles and Andrew, every year since 1946, Queen Elizabeth II has gone to the races for five consecutive days. 68 times she's been as Queen until this year. And Royal Ascot is on at the moment. And uh, it's a very unusual version of Royal Ascot. We'll get to that. Mm. But I want to give you a sense of the kind of levels of excitement generated when the Queen goes to the races. I mean, listen to this commentator at last year's Prince of Wales Stakes. Oh, oh, it's come. I was waiting, I was waiting. And if you wait patiently, magical. A hundred grand at seven to four in the ring. The money is down. Can they pick it up, Richard Hoyles? Magical. Can she be magical? The amazing thing about that clip is that the horses haven't even started racing yet. <laughs> Have a listen to the next bit of the clip. Magical. Can she be magical? So the Prince of Wales is Stakesfield are loaded away and they're sent on their journey. That's, that's while they're standing in the stalls. Yes, yes, he's that. Uh, look, he might be a bit tipsy. We'll get to that as well. The, the twist this year is that um, everyone has to watch at home. Uh, there's no crowd at all at the racetrack. So um, the question is how interesting is the event without fashions and drinking and the royal family? Mm. I'm suspecting not very. But let's, uh, let's explore this world um, before we get to this year's version of the posher yet more pissed royal version of our very own Melbourne Cup. So in the morning at Royal Ascot, uh, the gates are always opened by the yeoman prickers, who are the traditional stewards clad in green, the yeoman prickers. They've been doing that since 1711. Why would you think they're called yeoman prickers? Well, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm pretty sure it's because they hold pitchforks and they have to prick the pe- peasants to sort of keep them out as they open the gates. But don't you think that? Oh, yeah. And nowadays yeah. it's just members of the public. They pre- yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was going to guess that they, they, they're the ones who get the, get the GGs started. No, I, I wondered if they have little toothpicks and they just jab it into the backside of the horses, Ooh, get them going yeah. around the track a bit faster. Is that what? Well, it, Charles is absolutely correct. Uh, when oh. it was started in 1711, Queen Anne no. founded Royal Ascot. And uh, she got, got all these stewards, she dressed them in green and gave them all sharp pricking devices uh, to k- make sure that the peasants stayed off the track but also oh, no. to move them out of her way. So when she uh, walked around, all the people in green <laughs> had these sharp objects to move people out of the way. That's absolutely true. The that is prickers. great. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Ah, that is is so true. If you'd been born into a better family, Charles, you could have been a yeoman pricker. Why don't we have them at the Melbourne Cup? We We just got pricks. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, look, one of the major elements of Royal Ascot, I mean, we know that racing is really about dressing up, but it's quite something at Royal Ascot, of course, because the Queen is there. There is a dress guide uh, that, that you can get to explain what you have to wear. It's 36 pages. To explain how you've got to wear, and uh, <laughs> what it's quite extraordinary. So there are different enclosures at uh, different with d- different dress codes. Um, the royal enclosure, of course, is the poshest of all. What do you think men have to wear if you're going to go and spend a day in the same 
area is the royal family. What do you think the dress code is for men? I reckon I know this one as well, which is I reckon it's no thongs and you've got to have a T-shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking royals here, Charles. Slightly posher than that, Charles, slightly posher. Um, Well, I think Harry often dresses in the way that you describe him. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered if it, yes, well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I mean, if it is a royal family dress code, um, Nazi outfits. Is that, is that what you're expecting yeah. to rock up in? Well, interestingly, actually, in my research, uh, in 1947, you could wear military dress um, to uh, Royal Ascot, but unfortunately not anymore. Uh, if you want to go, I'm not making this up, you have to wear a top hat. You absolutely you have you, to. You can't get in the door without a top hat. <laughs> a top hat. hat's a comedy outfit. You, you can only buy them at a joke shop. That's right. You a spotlight. That's right. You've got to get a spotlight and get a children's magician's uniform and then turn up. Yes, you put, you put one of those pricking devices out of your hat. Um, no, so you have to wear one of those very fancy morning suit things. It's got to be black, grey or navy, that's all. Oh, that's a shame. I was hoping to wear my pink top hat that I, this mm. year. No, not mm. But the other thing is um, women... Now, the rule for women, uh, there's a few as well, um, they must have dresses that fall just above the knee, no higher. The straps must be at least an inch wide. And your hat, you have to have a hat, and its base must be four inches or more. So no fascinators for the rules. Oh, right. Four inches, what's that, a 10-centimetre brim? Well, this is, this is just being sun safe, I suppose, isn't it? Actually, you know what, Dom? I don't think many people are interested in the dress code. Like, I think actually... <laughs> It's just posh people who are interested in the dress code. That, oh, that is true. It's the talk of the talk of the town, Charles. What is it? Down at the pub. That's that's that's, that's what everyone's <laughs> on about. It. See what uh, what what the Duke of Northumberland was wearing at the Royal Ascot, mate. <laughs> I'd love to get me one of those top hats. The highlight of every uh, day at Royal Ascot, and this happens five days in a row. So it's five Melbourne Cups back to back. The royal family's procession. Uh, arrives from Windsor Castle, which is nearby at 2 p.m. sharp. How do they get there, do you think? How do they waltz in? Oh, on the back of a corgi. <laughs> I, I actually think it'll be something like, you know, they get the local most pregnant women in the town and they ride on the back of them or something. <laughs> that would be wonderful. No, it is. It's an open horse and carriage. Ah. And they, they trundle in. How boring. And the Queen is, just, is uh, always four white horses because... Gotta be white. It's the royal family. Hey, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. If they, on the open carriage, wouldn't their top hats blow off as they're riding along? But it's England. There's no weather. There's just a light. There's just a light, mm. uh, light rain. So four, four white horses. This is terrible. So they're, they're they're so they're so uninclusive. The royal family that even the horses have to all be white. That's right. That's that's what they do. Uh, what is it traditional to shout when the queen's carriage passes by? At Royal <laughs> Traditional to shout. <laughs> this is true. This is apparently what you have to shout as the Queen goes by. <laughs> On you, mate. <laughs> Here's to Lizzie. She's true, please. No, no. One shouts, hip, hip, hooray. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hip, hip, hooray. Oh. No, people really don't no. shout that. Real people do not they shout do. hip, hip, hooray. Surely. Please tell me that is not true. I've never heard anyone say hip hip hooray. Well, you've never been to Royal Ascot. The carriage arriving really is the big event of the day because along with the, ho- the horses and the, the winners, you can actually bet on something to do with the royal family every single day. You can place a bet, and this really is probably the most betted on thing other than the big race, the Gold Cup. 
What do you think people bet on about the royal family every single day? Oh, whether Prince Andrew killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Mm, That's this year, odds probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the odds are too <laughs> short to bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you? Um, is it? Do you bet on the um, number of horrendously offensive racist comments made by Prince Philip <laughs> in, during the hour? I mean, no, it's got to be. It's got to be sport, doesn't it? But and fox hunting's been banned, isn't it? So it'll be something like pen, peasant running or something like that. It'll be... <laughs> yes, yes. The local, the local <laughs> peasants. Race down the track, and the the royals just get out their hunting yeah. rifles, and all the, all the pre- yeah, they probably have the prickers waiting for them at the other end, as do they. So if they escape the bullets, <laughs> yeah, they get they pricked to death when they cross the finish line. Um, not quite. I'm going to let the commentators talk you through this, and just just get a sense of how excited they are about uh, every day's biggest bet. And here comes that moment, Charlotte. Here oh, she I is. love it when we're all waiting, aren't we, to see what colour the Queen will be wearing? She's looking glorious. She looks wonderful, and I can reveal Her Majesty is wearing an Angela Kelly outfit and hat. Um, the coat is in cornflower blue, and it's made of double crepe material. So people drop a fuck ton of money on what colour the Queen is going to wear at the races every day. They bet she wears something different. Really? Wow. You know? Yep. I have a sneaking suspicion. I now know why Queen Elizabeth is so rich. <laughs> You reckon she gets a cut? Yeah. Well, no, I reckon she just bets on herself. Like, oh. But uh, but this, yeah, oh, she bets on herself. Of course she's got insider knowledge, doesn't yeah. she? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I wonder if she tries to really throw them. Like she probably gets up in the morning and, you know, puts on some really multicoloured rainbow <laughs> suit and thinks, you know, oh, this will fuck them. <laughs> no, she does. Last year she, she shocked everyone because she wore two, uh, two days of blue in a row, which oh. is never done. No. And then grey. Oh. She never wears grey, so she's oh, clearly she's, in on it. She's yeah. mucking them around. Yeah. Is this is this part of sports bet? Can you can you bet on this on sports bet? Or, you know, is this like a you can you yeah. absolutely can bet on it. People do now. Those not dining in the royal enclosure eat in the car park, which doesn't sound posh. But there's a competition to see who can have the fanciest picnics. They have silver service, candelabras, and butlers. I shit you not, there are butlers in the car park. In the car- how long do you think it <laughs> takes to get a, a, a a car space at Royal Ascot. It's a family thing. You get one for your family. How long do you think it takes to get a spot in that uh, prestigious car park? It couldn't be as bad as Westfield. It is 100 years. What? It takes 100 years to get a car spot. 100 years to get a car space? But 100 years to get a car space. It's actually a horse and carriage space, I think, is, is what it, the people who signed up for it actually go, what? Yeah. It's a car space. I signed up for a horse space. Well, we're having cars, that's true. Having cars aren't even around roughly that long. Like when the first car rolled off the production line, somebody booked a space and it's only ready now. Just in time for the pandemic as well. So, oh, I That's can't right. even go. That's I'm, right. Well, they'll park my year. car in front of my webcam. But look, along with the dressing up uh, and the guessing what uh, what colour hat Her Majesty wears, the real event, the most exciting event is this. Alcohol can certainly raise tensions. A student, Megan Agnew, found out working behind the bar at Royal Ascot last year. So there are people falling in the road, people half naked, um, vomiting, fights as you'd expect from a whole day of drinking. So it's exactly like our Melbourne Cup in many ways. Um, You can bring in a bottle of champagne per person below the Royal Enclosure. Mm. Uh, And how many bottles of champagne do you think they consume during the course of Royal Ascot? How many 
How many bottles of champers go down over the five days? Well, that's that's a trick question, isn't it? Because they just fill all the champagne bottles with <laughs> gin and they just drink straight mm, gin. Mm, that might be one. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess five days of the big, big racing event. I'm going to guess it's, say, a million bottles of champagne. <laughs> if if Prince Harry's there, three million. 56,000 bottles of champagne, 44,000 wine bottles, 21,000 jugs of pim, pims, sorry, 21,000 jugs of pims and 60,000 finger sandwiches. And how many forex slabs? I don't think they're ready. The Jason Report, number 68. We know you live a busy life. So, after you've listened to the other 67 better podcasts, turn to the 68th top podcast, The Chaser Report. Ah, oh, the wisdom of celebrities, guys. They're still dishing it out in spades. You'll be glad to know. Thank God for this pandemic because we get to see so many celebrity isolation videos. This is my favourite part of the program. Are you ready, Dom and Charles? Let's play. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Play the game. It's called Isolibrity. Okay, now, uh, you know, we've had a few famous actors on the show. Here's another one. Now, uh, you know, they like to wax a bit lyrical, some of these actors. So they get a bit poetic. Some mm. of them in the past. We had Patrick Stewart, I think it was, wasn't it, doing some Shakespeare? I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But, uh, can, I, can I ask, Andrew? Mm, yeah. Why do they keep doing it? Like every time a celebrity releases a video, they're basically shamed out of existence. Well, they're celebrities, child. I mean, you understand. You're a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. I mean, we know what it's like. You've got to continue to be relevant. That's why we're making Australia's uh, 68th most popular podcast right now because we need to be heard. I'm surprised the two of you haven't released more inspirational Instagram posts, I've got to say. I mean, there's been no bath poetry. I'm just scared of getting into this segment. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, speaking of which, let's get in. Now, this, this is a beloved Australian actor, and he starred in several hit Australian TV shows. I'm sure you'd know him. And in lockdown, he has been writing and performing his very own poems as a treat for us all. Now, <clears throat> let's uh, have a listen to my favourite one. What do you make of the opening line? A little poem about being together. Let me touch your finger, love. How romantic. Romantic, Dommy, yes. So, well, I mean, well, tell me, Dommy, I mean, why why do you think this actor wants to touch his girlfriend's finger so badly? Well, I'm thinking to pull it so she can fart. Well, maybe. Maybe he's got a bloated girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, it's isolation. She might be eating differently. I think we need to guess who the actor is. So let's mm. hear the rest of the poem, which will answer the mystery of the finger question and, and let you guess who the actor is. Let's hear it. Hold me in your hand. I'm so afraid of being me, although I am a man. When I can be with you, my love, I do not think at all. 
I'm sore, I am in ecstasy and not afraid to fall. I'm tired of chasing butterflies around a prickly tree. So please, just hold my finger, love. So me can be just we. I mean, when I think um, Australians, or at least people who live here, who write shit poetry, celebrities, I think Russell Crowe, but that doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like Rusty. No, that wasn't Russell Crowe. I, I, I reckon I know who he is. Yeah. I reckon it's Steve Bisley. <laughs> That's not a bad guess, but it's not a correct guess. Incorrect. Domi, do you want to have a shot? Yeah. The Australian actor known for several hit shows here. Oh, God. I mean, I... Drama, drama series. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking like a sort of Jack Thompson type person, but I... I'm not sure. What about Colin Friels? Is it Colin Friels? I'll give you. The, I'll give you a hint. Um, it's exactly the same name as one of our prime ministers, but it's not Scott Morrison. Oh, right. Oh, John Howard. John, John Howard. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Howard. That poor man. What it's done to his head being called mm. John Howard all these years. You know what I've heard about John Howard? He's into finger touching. It's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, never know where he's going to put his prickly tree next. All right, next, I celebrity. All right, now this person you'll be glad to know is a supermodel, uh, best known like all models for appearing in Sports Illustrated. Now, uh, seems she's been she's been very careful about COVID. This model so much so that she got tested, and like any good celebrity, she posted a video of the test. Now, um, have you, have either of you guys had the? T- I think Charles, you mentioned somebody in your family's had the test, and it was horrible, right? Yeah, yeah. Both my wife had the test, mm. and she described it as nose sex, but not as good. And <laughs> and my, and then and then my son, my little nine year old son, poor thing, had to have the test. Oh, and he said it was like having his throat cut out. Ooh, Ooh. I've had it. It feels a lot like the actor John Howard ramming his finger down the back of your nose. <laughs> So it's good in some ways. Is it like a deep pick? Is it? It It, it, it goes so far beyond just a pick. There's a whole lot back. Goes all the way back, and it's kind of like a giant full body, like full head sneeze. Oh, it's like you know that sneeze feeling, but for a very long time. Well, look, you know, you guys. I think you guys are all a bit wussy because let's let's just have a listen to how this model reacts to a doctor shoving a COVID nasal swab up her nose. One, two, three. <laughs> One more side. not bad at all. Oh, okay. Really? I like hearing that. <laughs> One, it's like a weird two, tickle. Great. I got to say, I've never had a patient. There you go. I mean, it was a bit of truncated clip, but that's what she posted on, on her Twitter. Mm. Um, so, you know, all this whinging I hear. Well, if you're a supermodel, Andrew, if you're a supermodel, you constantly shove things up your nose. Like your nose is just constantly powder, small babies, everything goes up the nose. It's probably nostril. been widened a yeah. bit by all those, uh, all those powders, isn't it? I mean, clearly this supermodel is into nose sex. Like that's clearly what's going on. <laughs> well, can you, can you identify who this nose sex enjoying supermodel is, Charles? Who is it? Uh, I don't know. Like, no. I, I don't think I can name a single supermodel. Is it like, unless it's like Cindy Crawford or someone who's now about 80, years old. A 90s, yes, Elle McPherson. Or... Um, well, look, I, I don't know. Maybe they're not called supermodels. I think. She might just be a model for all I know. I mean, but right. she's got like 3 million followers on Instagram. So I'm going to, is it one of the Hadids? Uh, no, it is not one of the Hadids. Is it one of the Jenners? No, well, look, I think you need another okay. clue. Yep, yep. Don't you? Now, surely, Domi and Charles, surely your homes are well stocked with this model's new range of homeware. 
products. I mean, surely you've got them, uh, you know, in your house. If you were a supermodel, Tommy, what homeware product would you release? Well, I mean, I'd obviously want to re- release some kind of, a, you know, vaginal quartz egg, but I'd be very sad that Gwyneth got there first. <laughs> Charles? Well, no, it, clearly you should you should have grills, like a sort of grill, because then your slogan can be smoking, you know, like because you're smoking hot and everything, you know. No? Oh, God. Um, like George Foreman. You know, like, yeah, like a George Foreman grill, but by, done by celebrities. Smoking. Oh yeah, God. yeah, that that would appeal. That would appeal to people who are like seventy years old and think that smoking <laughs> is, a, is a term for a hot person nowadays. <laughs> My terrible quartz idea was better than that. Mm, all right, well, look. Why, why don't we look at one more, one more video? Now, now this is a real. This is an Instagram winner. This one, um, Charles. I mean, if if you were a supermodel, Charles, mm. and I'd, I'd fair to say you're a long way off. Yeah. But if you were. And if you wanted to rack up some followers on your Insta, what what should you do? Well, no, well, there's that uh, the obvious thing is you just release a cleavage video, or, or like. Well, you could do that. You're not so far. Always off, about cleavage. that's what I do. Mm. That's I I put out little cleavage shots and fantastic like little your little side they're very alluring and stuff like that. And um, yeah. and I got dozens of followers, so you know, Fant- really oh, they're all, all tuning in for your for your ginger valley. Fantastic. <laughs> Domi, any any tips for? Um... Well, I had Norg's top of my list, but the other thing they like is bullshit platitudes. So I think both together would be the way to go. A bumper sticker, mm, the bumper sticker, or, or you could do what this model has done, which is give us a look in your sock drawer. <laughs> I see this every day in my hair drawer, and I just think it's so funny. Um, I think John and I were in London, or but um. Alana and Christine got us like a sexy time kit and um, it had like sexy dice in it and nipple pasties and cock rings and I just think it's so funny every morning when I go to reach my rubber bands I see this cock ring (laughs) it's not a rubber band stop putting it in there hashtag oversharing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants to see that draw. Or maybe they do. She's got three million followers, people yeah. who want to see this thing. My question is, what what is a nipple pasty? Oh, they, aren't they those things that old old school strippers used to wear? Little, oh, little right. Tassels. So it's mm. not like a, not like a Cornish pasty. It could be. No, no. Nipple pasties are the things you put out. They're like band aids that you put them over your nipples, so mm. that if you're going out in a sort of fairly revealing top. Your nipples don't just no, it's, burst through the fabric. It's burlesque. No. I've got some on now, actually. They just oh, really? jingle them for you. Oh, that's so. why I can't see your nips. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys know so much about it. All right. Well, I, I'm getting the sense that you have no idea who this who this model is. And <laughs> no, uh, and and even when you reveal it, we'll go. Oh, really? <laughs> We've never heard of it. Well, there's a miscalculation here. Let's try you. Have you ever heard? Of a massively popular model, and I got to admit, I'd never heard of her either before I researched this. <laughs> named Chrissy Teigen. Oh yes, she's married to John Legend. I, I ah yes, well done, Dommy. I think Dommy's the winner. Yeah. Dommy's she, the winner. She's great. I actually. love how you def- you define her by her relationship to a man, Don. No, no, it's because mm. um, she and John Legend get into get into Twitter um, disputes with Donald Trump. It's great fun. Same time. Ah, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is Chrissy Teigen. And, uh, of course, um, whenever Chrissy Teigen pulls out one of the naughty objects from her uh, from her drawer, Dommy, speaking of her husband, 
Her husband, John Legend, always kicks things off with this classic pickup line. Let me touch your finger, love. <laughs> Legend. The Chaser Report, number 68. This week's Chaser Report is sponsored by The Chaser Report. Still the 68th. Hey, guys, you know how when you're playing Monopoly, the best card to get is uh, the bank error in your favour card where you get, like, 200 bucks? Yes. yes. Mm. Never happens. No, it never happens in real life. Or so I thought. Right. You sort of think, because nowadays, you know, banks are all digital. There's no such thing as a bank error anymore, and they're not going to give you the money anyway. Mm. But yesterday mm. I received this. It's honestly true. Mm. Letter from Bankwest saying, following a recent review of your previously held... Bankwest Breeze Platinum Mastercard, blah, 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 blah. It appears that when your account was transferred to a Bankwest More Platinum Mastercard, an incorrect interest rate <laughs> was applied to your remaining balance. As such, please find a, an attached check for $143.30. No, this doesn't happen. Yes. This, this does not happen. I had a bank error in my favour. What? I know, I know. It's amazing, right? You haven't come second in a beauty contest this week as well, have you? Actually, I did. <laughs> so I went to the bank yesterday, like because I, I don't actually bank with bank with, I bank with the Commonwealth Bank, and had to like tear off the check. It was like a physical check and give it to them. I have banked the money. Do you remember where your branch was? I, I couldn't tell you where the yeah, new branch was. I think they're all they're all mostly closed. No, I used one of those, you know, trendy ATMs that you can use oh, for money laundering. Where it's still a machine. Do it all digital. But anyway, it seems like a very like unlikely mm, thing to happen. Mm. Do you know what the most unlikely thing about this whole story is, though? Is that I have never had a Bankwest Breeze Platinum Mastercard, nor have I had a Bankwest More Platinum <laughs> Mastercard. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had a Bankwest credit card of any type. I would love to have been on the on the fly on the wall for that review. This is a pretty major bank error in your favour. Like this is they but, they've thought you. Which means you can't ask my major question, which is what's the difference between a Bankwest Platinum Mastercard yeah. and a Bankwest More Platinum yeah. Mastercard? How is that even a thing? It's obvious that one of them's got more platinum than the other. But also, doesn't it suggest that the platinum one that I originally was sold, which I was obviously didn't have, you know, was not very platinum. You know, if they then marketed one called more platinum. Yeah, they dudded you with a not very platinum platinum MasterCard. I, 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 I have been the recipient not of a bank error in my favour, but it's a bank error error because it's an error about their own bank error. Mm. Now, Charles, sometimes <laughs> in the news, sometimes in the news there are stories about people who have like $6 million accidentally credited to their yeah, account. Yeah, yeah. And the, the common theme of all of those stories yes. is that they start spending the money hand over fist yes, and then have to pay it all back. Yes. So yes. are you good for $143 no. to pay back Bank West? No, I've spent it all because Fortnite came out yesterday and the kids insisted on buying all the V-Bucks. <laughs> so I've blown the whole $143 already on V-Bucks. I'm penniless. Oh. Hang on. What is a V-Buck and is it more or less plausible that a Bank West more platinum MasterCard. <laughs> no, V-Bucks. You know V-Bucks. It's the way – I'm sure most of the global economy is now V-Bucks because everyone's been playing Fortnite in lockdown. Is They literally – like I think there's a trillion people who play each afternoon Fortnite 
and they all have to buy V-Bucks if they want, you know, fancy blings and emotes and stuff like that. Oh, well, no wonder you've spent all the money on that. Sounds yeah, very oh, sensible. Yeah. It's very sensible. Absolutely. Well, don't worry, Charles, because I've got an idea. If, if you find that the bank comes knocking at your door mm. and you, you can't pay that money back, yeah. all you need to do is get a Bankwest more platinum credit card. <laughs> exactly. And then, then what you need to do is hold out for a letter that said, we've made a terrible mistake. In your upgrade to a Bankwest more, more, even more platinum MasterCard. <laughs> the Jason Report, number 68. Is your favourite number 68? Get in line because we're number 68. The Chaser Report. Well, that's it for this week. And oh, wait a minute. There's some breaking news from Rebecca Day and Amuno. Yes, breaking news just in that there is no new news to report. We'll keep you up to date with all the developments in this breaking story throughout the day. Back to you, Charles. That was worth it. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. Subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app of choice. Thanks to Mike, Mike Liberali, who's our producer. Catch us on chaser.com.au, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And subscribe to our weekly newsletter, uh, the Chaser Weekly, that's weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y. We're going to leave you today with an exciting new podcast that I think is going to do really well in next month's podcast ranking. The Chaser Report, number 68. Hi, I'm a guy, and I'd like to tell you about my new podcast, podcast by a guy who doesn't have a proper microphone. In my podcast, I discuss lots of things, uh, most of which you won't actually be able to hear properly, including uh, accidentally putting your finger over the microphone. Plus, do you have your mouth too close to the microphone? Also, bad editing techniques. I discuss uh, uh, when is the right time to cut a line and when is the... That's the podcast by a guy who doesn't have a proper microphone podcast. I haven't managed to upload it to Apple yet, but it is available on my SoundCloud, which is at soundcloud.com slash H28, capital J, capital U, lowercase T-Y-Z-E-8-H-F, capital G, capital H, 9, lowercase K-D-0. 